Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who suffers from mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. All right, you guys, we are here and I am here with my beautiful friend, Stephanie. She is one of my best friends. I just adore her. We met through social media and we've met in person once. And she is just one of those people that I want to be like when I grow up. I think we're the same age. I might even be a little older than her. I honestly don't even know, but she just is one of those people that I aspire to be like. And there was one day that, to be honest, you guys, I am on social media a ton, but as a producer, not as a consumer. I like to put light out into the world, share light with others, but I really am not on social media very much to be a consumer and to watch what other people are doing, unless it's someone, friends, family, someone on my team, someone that I'm helping in real life, whatever. And I really don't watch people's stories very often. And if I do, there's a, there's a purpose behind it. I want to catch up on my sister's life. I want to find out what this XYZ friend is doing. But for some reason, this day, I just had a really strong impression that I needed to watch my girl Stephanie's stories. And I was like, that's weird, but okay, like, here we go. I'll go watch her stories. And I did. And that is where this whole podcast episode came from, was what she shared on her stories that day. And it it started this beautiful conversation between us. And I was like, girlfriend, like, what if we recorded this conversation and made it a podcast episode? Because I feel like so many mamas would benefit from this conversation. And she was like, um, yes. And little backstory, I actually had a different interview lined up today. And long story short, it didn't work out. And I knew when I was like, all right, okay, then what message does need to be shared? And it just came loud and clear. It's time for Steph to talk. It's time to talk with Steph and let those mamas hear what what she has to say, what you guys have to say about this topic. So I'm super excited. I feel like this message is definitely divine. And with that said, mama, like, I hope you can hear this and just glean so much from Stephanie's wisdom, from the conversation we have and, and all of the things. Okay. So with, with that said, Steph, will you, first of all, tell us a little bit about you, give us a background in your mom life, and then just jump right in and tell us what it was that happened on your stories that day that like changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. I love this podcast. I love you. I love everything. And what a cool nudge that you are starting this off with that you just had a nudge to look at someone's stories, like how small, small Mm -hmm. and simple things, right? How Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, Okay. So Stephanie Johnson, I'm a mom of three. I've got a son who's almost nine and then two little ladies that are five and seven. So that's like three kids in like three years yeah. and I love it. My kids are 
just fantastic people. I love watching them grow up. I grew up as one of six kids. And so little people are my jam. Um, I am a licensed barber and cosmetologist. I've been licensed for just over 10 years now, but I have been cutting hair since I was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Whether and you're supposed to or not, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it was divine. Um, and that's totally what this sparked from was we were sitting at the kitchen table, eating dinner as a family. And all of a sudden my seven-year-old just announces, um, I would like a haircut. I'm going to cut it to this length. And she points to like just below her collarbones. And she's like, I want to cut it to this length so that it's long enough for a braid and a ponytail. And I would like to do this soon. And I was like, oh, okay. This and it was like beautiful, right? Like so long. Yes. She has never wanted her hair cut. She has only ever wanted a trim and she's seven. So I thought she was pretty committed to that. And she just had thought it through, knew that it would be long enough for a braid and pigtail and just announced it. And so as a licensed hairstylist, I said, okay, cool. We have nothing after dinner. Let's go cut your hair. And then the next sister was like, oh, you know what? Actually, I want to cut my hair too. And so I said, okay, let's cut your hair. <laughs> and they just got whatever they wanted because they asked for it. I love that. I love that. And I asked her like, okay, this is so cool that you just didn't even like bat an eye. Like I know me, my natural instinct, especially my little two-year-old has beautiful hair, long and it's like blonde and just so pretty, has natural curl. And I've heard a million stories about like, if you cut their natural curl, it may or may not come back. It might come back more curly. It might come back not curly at all. So like help them keep it healthy and whatever. And so I just so greatly admired her like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. And so it started this conversation about like letting your kids make their own choices and their own decisions. So Steph, talk to us about like your thoughts behind that. So the thing that really caught Bryn and that we chatted about was that I had said in the thing, like in my story that we kind of had this unspoken agreement, my kids and I, that they would just ask me and say, mom, I'd like this haircut or this hairstyle, or can we put a purple streak in my hair for the summer? And I always say, okay. And the unspoken agreement is that they never do it themselves. They never cut their own hair and they never have. They have always, always been able to just approach me and say, can we do this? And I say, okay and we make a plan. Sometimes it's not always like, let's do it tonight. It worked out that way this last time, but sometimes it's, hey, we can put that on the calendar for Thursday and we make an appointment. We just put it into action. And I feel like that has held a lot of merit that I take my kids seriously. They know themselves and if they wanna try something, whether I think it will be great or not. My son, JJ, he's nine, he's about to turn nine. And for a long time, he wanted to grow out his hair like Luke Skywalker. Okay, those <laughs> movies were made in the 1970s. So that style is not my favorite. <laughs> it's like the flippy outy, like longish, kind of shaggy looking. I was not thrilled about it, but guess what? It's not my hair. Guess what? I don't have to wash it. I don't have to comb it. I don't have to smell it when it gets all sweaty. Like if that's what he wants, hey, cool, let's try it. Thankfully, he's stopped pursuing that. We have cut it, but I let them be in charge of their own bodies. Yeah. And their own hair. And we, we chatted about like, honestly, I've never had, I mean, granted my kids are only four, two and new, right. 
but I've never had my kids cut their own hair. And I personally, I grew, I almost said I grew up. No, I did not. I was a kindergarten teacher um, before I was a mom. And so I know a lot of kids have never experienced scissors. And I could very, very much tell when a kid came to me in my class and it was the first time they were actually allowed to hold scissors because they did not know how to use them. And oh my goodness. it was like, oh my gosh, like their hands were just all like skiwampus and like upside down and claw fingers and like two <laughs> fingers were in the wrong whatever hole and they just had no idea. And so my background came from like, you know what, I want to, I want my kids to know how to use scissors when they get to kindergarten. That was where I was coming from. But as she was, I was chatting with her about it. I was like, but I think honestly, my kids have never even touched anybody else's hair with scissors, but I think it's in large part because I let my kids play with scissors. Are they supervised? Yes, of course. But we get out paper. I give them old mail. I let them play with different textures of newspapers versus cardstock versus regular paper versus magazines versus unopened letters versus thickness, whatever. And we just play with scissors. And I know that sounds like scary. We don't, I mean, you guys know what I mean, right? Like we're not playing with scissors, but, but they get the opportunity to, to play with scissors and it's okay. It's, it's supervised. And I, I trust them to use them wisely because they know that it's all right. And I feel like so many times kids, like you guys know this, right? Like as soon as you tell them no about something, it immediately flips that switch in the, I want it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to, right? Determined, yes. Yes. And it's, it's innate in all of us. Like we're all that way, right? Like you tell me I can't have a donut and I'm like, excuse me, I'm having a donut right now. <laughs> right? Like it's just in us to be, we want what we want and we want it now and we don't want to be told otherwise. And, and so with your children, when you allow them to play with scissors and when you allow them to choose their own hairstyles and those things like I remember Steph saying when you tell your kid no about their hair decision that's when they take matter matters into their own hands and that's when they say okay well my mom said no so I'm gonna do it myself because this is what I want oh my gosh yes um I would probably say eight out of the ten times it is a kid who said, mom, I want bangs. And they said, mm, maybe later, mom, I want bangs. No, not right now. Mom, I want bangs. And guess what? They get tired of asking. They get tired of speaking up. And so they just do it. They just do it. Or it's that they see a sibling get a haircut and they feel really left out. And so guess what? They just do it themselves. That is almost always what I see is they just take matters into their own hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you have created that space of Yes, you can. You can do whatever you want within reason. I mean, like you can't chop off somebody's ear with the scissors, right? But <laughs> I will say, I will say being school aged has saved me a couple of times. Like my daughters be like, I want green and pink and purple and rainbow unicorn hair. And I'm like, oh man, school rules says only natural hair color. Bummer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shoot. We'll do like a washout streak in the summer. It's, we still have our fun with it, but yes, the school policy has saved me a couple times. I bet. I bet. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. So 
I, I wanted to, we were chatting about just the overall concept of allowing your children to choose and going back to that whole, if you tell me no, I'm just going to make tatter, take matters <laughs> into my <laughs> own hands and I'm just going to do it. And I, my son, he's four and he's totally in that phase where like sister left out Niss. Alila, my second, she's two, loves having her nails painted. And like, it's literally almost every day. Can we paint my nails? Can we paint my nails? Can we paint my nails? And it's like, oh my gosh, child. But I love it too. I love having my nails painted. And so I'm sure she sees that and wants, wants it too. And so we do, we paint her nails almost every day. And my son, has had his nails painted almost every day for like six months, ever since, <laughs> Lila, ever since Lila really got into it. His toenails are painted, his hands are painted, and honestly, I have not heard a single person comment about it. Um, if they're saying something at school, I've never heard about it, but he is, he, I let him pick his own colors and he gets to pick his favorite color is red. And so red is always in there somewhere. But lately he's been on the kick of like, one is red, one is green, one is blue, one is purple. Like, and it's like, a, it's just a rainbow. And of course, his are the ones that stay on for four years and Alila's right? are the ones that are like <laughs> off in two seconds. I'm like, what is the deal here? <laughs> but, but really, I feel like I thought my husband was going to freak. I really did. And, um, he, he didn't at, at all. And, um, I actually came downstairs one day to find my husband painting my son's nails. <laughs> I secretly loved it, but it was honestly, I feel like it's that exact same concept. And I feel like as moms, and I want to tread lightly on this because I have so many friends who are, who have same sex attraction. And there is absolutely, I, I love them dearly and immensely and they have worth and they have value and they have the right to love whomever they want to love. Amen. And, um, I love you and there is nothing, nothing else I need or want to say about that. But I feel like so many dads are like, especially are afraid. No, no, no. Like if you let my child, my son have put, play with your makeup, paint your nails, whatever. They're going to become flamboyant and they're going to become gay. And I feel like dads have all these fears for whatever reason. And I feel like it's that same concept, honestly, that obviously there's a lot of factors that go into same sex, sex attraction. And there's a lot of different theories that we were born that way. A lot of people were abused as children, sexually abused, and it altered their chemistry and their need and all the things. And that is not what this conversation is about. But I feel like people want what they're told they can't have. And so if you tell your son he can't dance, guess what he's going to want to do? Dance. If you tell your son he can't play with makeup, guess what he's going to want to do? Play with makeup. If you tell your son that he cannot paint his nails, guess what he's going to want to do? Paint his nails. And when, when you inhibit them from doing what they need and want to do, they're going to take matters into their own hands. And not only that, they're going to have negative feeling towards you because they will feel like you don't support them in whatever it is that they need and they want. And for whatever reason, they're hearing this message of, 
I'm not enough. I'm not loved as I am. I have to change. I have to be different in order for my mom, my dad to accept me. And I'm not allowed to want and like what I want and what I like. I got to be XYZ mold to fit. Yes. I love that. So I feel like a lot of the times as parents, as mamas, it comes from such a good place. We want our kids to be confident. And so we feel confident when we have painted nails or when our hair is a certain style or when it's curled every day. And so we think, okay, like I want to do what's best for my kids. I want them to have this confidence. So I'm going to curl their hair every day. Well, guess what? I'm a hairstylist with two little ladies who would rather have it in a ponytail or completely straight. They don't want me to put all the twists and fun braids and it's so painful, but that's what they want. So if I were to put it in these big curls every day, that's not their love language of confidence. That's not how they feel confident. They feel confident when the wind is blowing in their hair and it's getting all ratty. <laughs> that's, that's just where it's at for them. And I feel like that's with anything, with your clothing, with your nails, with your hair, with the way you do your makeup, anything. That's just the way confidence it speaks to you. And just because this fabulous girl in the corner or at the mall or whatever has purple hair and maybe you think that's weird, guess what? She is so confident and you see it and it's gorgeous on her. That's okay that that's not gorgeous and confident on you. We all have our own style. And when you let your kids embrace trying the nail polish, even though they're a boy or going bright red or whatever it is, it just lets them find their own confidence. And isn't that what we want as mamas? We want our kids to be just so firmly planted in who they are and confident when they walk out into whatever the world hands them. We want them to be confident. And that just allows that to happen from such a young age. Mm -hmm. I love that. I really do. And there's I mean, how many pictures do we see on social media of like, my kid got into my makeup. Are you kidding me? That was so expensive or they ruined X, Y, Z, whatever. Right. But if we can instead like flip it on its head and all right, darling, you love makeup. Yes. You're only two. And yes, other mamas might judge me because my two-year-old is wearing makeup, but you, my darling, you love makeup. So let's make this a bonding experience. Let's go out and buy you some Walmart eyeshadow and some lip gloss, right? Like we don't want to turn our two-year-olds into hookers, obviously, but <laughs> you, can, you can teach them what looks appropriate for their age. You can get a white glittery sparkle and some blush with some lip gloss and make it very modest, very light, very natural looking and still have that beautiful bonding experience while helping them grow in that confidence without them ruining your beautiful, expensive makeup, whatever, right? Absolutely. And I love the kids that I've seen that cut their own hair. I pull their moms aside and I say, your kid is awesome. Do you know why? They have this natural built-in determination. Like, how many of us can't even decide where we want to go for dinner? <laughs> like, that mm -hmm. is such a hard decision to be decisive you know, over simple, simple things, but that your kid is naturally just a go-getter. See the gifts and the talents that are coming out of these things that in our mom brains are like, oh my gosh, they just ruined my makeup or they just cut their hair or what are you putting together? Your outfit has polka dots and stripes and it's green and purple and pink and you put a hat and socks up to your knees that have elephants, you know, all the crazy stuff in our eyes. 
how awesome is that, that our kids are just rocking whatever it is they want and feeling confident about it and, and um, harnessing those gifts that are going to come naturally to them, the more they use them, the more that they are able to just express themselves and find more of that fire that they have within themselves and then put it to even better places than crazy outfits. You know, that's, it's going to change their world. It's awesome. Oh, amen. And really, truly, if they can instill that confidence in, in themselves from the get-go, that I have the power to choose and to decide, then when they do grow older, they will be able to, exactly like Steph was saying, it won't be polka dot, elephant, socks, all the things. It will be, where do I want to work? Who do I want to marry? What career do I want to go into? Do I want to go to college? Do I not? Where do I want to take my girlfriend for dinner? Where do I want, like, who do I want to date? And, or whatever. And it will turn into this, I have the power to choose. I can choose. I can choose. Not that person will choose for me. Not I have to rely on XYZ, all the other people to make decisions. I can choose for myself. And how powerful is that for that lesson to be instilled in your children from the very, very most young age? And honestly, you guys, like Grace, Mama Grace, I'm going to be completely transparent. I, yesterday, my son came down the stairs. <laughs> I asked him to go get dressed for preschool. And most of the time he does a great job. Yesterday, though, he decided he wanted to wear a gecko sweatshirt that's really a sweater that he's worn to church it's super cute super like whimsical and fun but still like nice churchish and really long very baggy basketball shorts okay it's december you guys and granted i live in las vegas where it's hot most of the time but it was 33 degrees this morning like it's cold and it's not snowing but it's still cold and he was wearing a church sweater with very baggy basketball pants <laughs> and terrible shoes like his version of comfy like essentially crocs you guys and i was like oh my heavens to betsy like please go change that's a church shirt with basketball shorts and he was like but i don't want to change and i was like okay awesome yes you're right you're right you look great sweet. And, um, so I let him wear it to school and it was great, but I, I carpooled and I was in the car and it might make me emotional, but he was still in the car and, um, I was picking up another little girl and I felt the need to justify my son's choices and for fear of being judged by another mom. And I told her, uh, I let Holland pick his own outfit today. <laughs> he picked a church sweater with really baggy basketball shorts. And oh my gosh, it's just one of those days, whatever. And it brought to mind, let me finish the story and then I'll say that. But, um, and then when I got in the car, his first words were, mom, I'm sorry that I picked this outfit today. And it made me, <clears throat> I was like, oh, sweetheart, I'm so, I'm so sorry. You do not need to be sorry for picking that outfit. I think you look awesome. I was telling my friend the funny story, but I'm sorry it made it sound like I was mad at you. I'm not mad at you. And I, I'm very proud of you for picking your own clothes. And I think you look awesome. And, and then we moved on and, and whatever the topic happened and, and, we drove to school and it was great. And he wore that outfit all day long and it was great. <laughs> 
but it brought to mind when I was reflecting about the experience yesterday, there's a part in Daring Greatly, I'm pretty sure it is, by Brene Brown, where she's talking about going to the mall with her daughter. And uh, I can't remember exactly how the story happened, but there was a moment, oh, it was, there was a song, a really popular song that came on that they loved. And her daughter started dancing and like doing the robot and they're like not dancers. And so Brene had this choice of like, okay, do I stop what I'm doing and be very silly and dance in the mall with my daughter? Or do I worry about the judgments of others? Cause there were other people who were looking at her daughter so do I shame my daughter and tell her, stop dancing. People are looking at you. We don't do that here. Or do I put my ego aside and do I drop my stuff and do I whoop out some robot arms and worms <laughs> with her? Because that's yeah. just what we do at home. And so she chose to dare greatly and to put the needs of her child before the needs of her own ego, whom she's never going to see those women ever again. And their opinion doesn't matter of her because she doesn't even know who they are. And, but her daughter knows who she is and her daughter will remember that experience. And those women will not. Maybe they'll judge her for about two seconds after, maybe the whole day, but the next day, she, that, that's not even gonna be anything, anywhere on their brain, on their radar, right? But her daughter, if she had chosen differently, that may have been a defining moment of sadness and hurt and betrayal from her mom. Right. And so it made me think, okay, when I chose to put my own ego in front of my son yesterday, that was, that was my bad. Right. And those words, I'm sorry, can be very powerful and I can't go back and change it. Right. But I can go forward and I can put my son, put my daughter, put my children before my own ego and instill that confidence in them that when they choose for themselves, they're more than capable of doing it well. I love that. And I feel like so many of us can relate to that exact scenario of justifying like, oh, this is, she dressed herself today and kind of making light of it. And if you're doing that and if you're saying, oh crap, that's me, please stop and recognize that it's been from a place of love you're not a bad mom. You're a fantastic mom because it's from a place of love. You, again, you want them to be confident, right? You feel confident when you're in a very put together outfit in your own eyes. Well, he was in a very confident outfit in his eyes. And that's the one that matters. I feel like it's so easy to go out in the world and find critics. Ever. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to go anywhere. You can find critics. People will criticize, they'll judge, they'll raise their eyebrows, they'll give you the really big like, ooh, what are you doing face? But when you're in, your kids are in your home, when they're talking to you, showing them love is accepting whatever is confident to them. It's loving them despite them doing it differently. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. There's more than one right way. All of us, even kids, teenagers, adults, myself, we're all trying to find our own right way. And maybe we look a little silly along the way, but those lessons are what's going to make us into these successful human beings. And so be your kid's champion. They'll find their critics without even looking. Be your kid's champion. Amen. Amen. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year is to show up authentically myself. 
And there are days where I want to wear what I want to wear, even if it doesn't look great, right? (laughs) And there are times when I want to do certain things with my hair, with my makeup. And honestly, there are times when I don't want to do certain things with my hair and with my makeup. And just having that confidence to show up authentically as myself that day, in every moment in each day. And as we show up authentically, no matter who we are with, no matter the audience, no matter the situation, when we can be ourselves from place to place to place to place, that is when we truly, our confidence grows and we believe more in ourselves because we know who we are because we are the same no matter who we're with. And I'll be the first to admit that I, I am just now learning that this year. And I was one person with my family. I was another person with Blake's family. I was another person with my kids. And just honestly, a, a huge part of like what helped me find that confidence in myself was my little sister came to visit a million times this year. And she came to my in-law's house. And it made me recognize, I want to still be this way with my little sister, Janine. And she, So now my mother-in-law is going to see me in this new light because she'll see how I react with my family. So why am I not, why is this going to be a surprise? Why can I not act this way when I'm with my in-laws without my sister? And it really helped me show up confidently. And because I'm striving to be authentically me in every area, every audience, everywhere. And so when we can do that ourselves and be an example of that, then our kids will know and it will feel right that they can also do that. And it just, again, instills that confidence, that belief in themselves that they can be themselves no matter what. I love that. Amen. And I'll be the second one to raise my hand and say that this year I'm also learning what it is to be authentic. And I love the way you put that. For a long time, I struggled with the word like authentic. What I don't know. What is the real me? What does that mean? But I love the way you put it. It's being the same person, no matter what room you step into. I think that is the perfect definition that you don't have to change your style or the way you talk, your language. Nothing has to change depending on your audience. You know, you're just, you're just you, no matter where you're at. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So, so good. Okay. Well, my beautiful friend, anything else you want to leave us with before we close out? Keep giving yourself grace, mama, because you deserve it. You're fantastic. You're loved. Your kids know that you love them. So just keep showing them. Yeah. I love that. So much truth. And really, truly, just like we've already reiterated, just be your kiddo's biggest cheerleader. Be their biggest fan. And Let them know that you believe in them. Allow them to make their own choices as long as it's not going to hurt themselves or others, right? It's okay for them to learn and make mistakes and grow. And okay, I chop my hair off and I really don't like it. So, okay, guess what? Hair grows and nail polish comes off and outfits can be changed. And all of these things are little silly, trivial things, right? But it makes such a huge difference in in their confidence, in their belief, in their self-love, and in their ability to make decisions later on. 
Last thing I want to share before we close it out, and I wasn't planning on saying this at all, but I really try to follow my gut, follow my heart in these things. But there's a book called Wild at Heart, and it is amazing. If you have a husband, if you have sons, I would very, very much encourage it. And it's all about men and their innate need um, and how they were designed as men. And I don't know how else to say it, but it's very eye-opening when it comes to understanding the needs of your husband and your son or your sons. Cannot suggest it enough. And on the flip side, the book Captivating, it's the same authors, but it's about women instead. It really, I had a couple of huge pivotal moments this year that have helped me just completely transform from the inside out. And one of those moments came when I myself was listening to the book Captivating. And I had one moment in that book where I was able to transform myself and my relationship with my savior. And I had another huge moment in that book where I was able to look at my relationship with my daughter Alila specifically in a whole new lens and a whole new light and understanding my daughter and her needs and what she needs from me as a mom. Um, so I cannot recommend those two books enough. Again, the, the one for boys is called Wild at Heart and the one for girls is called Captivating. And I would really encourage you to read it for yourself and for your spouse, your kids, and, and learn and glean the wisdom that is in those books. So I love you, mamas. I hope this was as good for you as it was for me. I just know like when Steph and I were chatting about this, I was like, this, we need to have this conversation live. This needs to be something that other mamas hear too, because I feel like it's just so applicable. So if you gleaned something from this podcast. If you had an aha moment, please clip 15 seconds, share it on your social media so that other mamas can find this podcast. Please feel free to share it with anyone and everyone who you thought of during this podcast so that we can pay it forward. We only know so many people, but you know so many more people than we do. And if you feel like this message needs to be heard far and wide, that's in your hands, my friend. And please, please, please share it. So I love you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.